The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Touchdown or turnover, back by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. Better rates and better service. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Tennessee-Auburn tomorrow at 4 p.m. Tennessee baseball versus Iona tomorrow at 1 p.m. And uh, we're going to give out some tickets to the baseball game, Ben. The baseball. Baseball game. So we got some tickets to give away. We're going to do that. But first, it is time for touchdown turnover. No secret. Auburn's coming into town. Third best team in the country or the third rated team in the country. Some think they're even higher than that. But the matchup for me that I'm waiting for is the guard matchup between Auburn and in Tennessee. And when you look at their guard play, it has been it's been up and down. Wendell Green, 12 points per game, 12 and a half points per game. KD Johnson, who has not played well as of late, uh, but he is a pit bull, very aggressive. And then you look at Zeb Jasper. Those are their three guards. When you compare them to Tennessee's guards, Beskivy, Zakai Ziegler, Kennedy Chandler, touchdown turnover, Tennessee will win the guard play battle. Between Vescovy, Ziegler, Chandler versus Zeb Jasper, Wendell Grain, and KD Johnson. Tennessee's guards will win that matchup. Touchdown, turnover. I'll say touchdown. Just going off of recent play, Tennessee's guards have been playing better than Auburn's guards. Kennedy Chandler, maybe playing the, the best out of. Any guard on any team right now? Mm-hmm. Don't tell people that though. Oh yeah, he's not better than he's not better than other guards on our team, according to some folks. Um, so just I mean, it's as simple as Tennessee's guards playing better of of late as to why I'm going to say touchdown. I, I like to to go with what I know when evaluating or, or predicting. And, and what I know right now is that Tennessee's guards are, are playing better than, than Auburn's guards. Now, that doesn't mean that Tennessee's just going to cakewalk over Auburn. They, they better show up with the right intensity because KD Johnson is coming. Yep. He is coming. I, I think that this will be the biggest mental test of the season for Zakai Ziegler and Kennedy Chandler. Uh, also, Santiago Vescovi, because Santi gets frustrated at times and, and maybe gives a little elbow, chicken wing here or there. So, uh, Santi's going to have to stay cool, calm, and collected. Kennedy and Zakai, they're, they're going to have to maintain their confidence that they're playing with right now. Uh, so, I do certainly think it'll be a big test, but I'll, I'll say touchdown. I think Tennessee's guards win that, that guard battle with Auburn. Yeah, I'm going to go touchdown too, man. KD Johnson, though, numbers zero for Auburn. He is their spark plug 
at the guard position. Cardwell is their spark plug at the post, but KD Johnson, man, when you look at the month of, of January for KD Johnson, yo, he had a stretch where against you know against Florida. Against Florida, um, earlier in the in the in the year, January the eighth, he had twenty three. Next game, he had thirteen. After that, 14, 12, 17, 17. and that was in the month of January. Is that good? That's that's really good. OU he had thirteen points. He's been in double figures in every game in the month of January except for one. February tells a different story though, because February against Arkansas, he has. He had two points and three turnovers and one assist. A&M, he had 11 points. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. Bunch of bombs. He only had seven points. Florida, they lost down there in Gainesville. He had 12 points. And then Ole Miss, the win, he had two points. He has not played like he played during the month of January. But you know what's about to happen. He's going to drop 30. I guarantee you he's going to have a big game tomorrow. Just because. Just because it's Tennessee. He's going to drop 30. He's going to have a career high. Let's hope not. But the reason why I'm picking Tennessee in this guard matchup is because he has not played consistent. He has not played well. His confidence looks, looks shaken. I doubt he admits that. I doubt he tells you, yeah, I don't know if I can make shots right now. But his play tells you that his confidence is a little shaky. 0 for 6 against Ole Miss in the last game. 3 for 8 against Florida in the loss. Against Texas A&M, 4 for 11. Against Georgia, where he had 20 points, he was still 8 for 22. He took 22 shots. Passing is not necessarily what he is looking to do. He's a shoot-first type of guard. I think Tennessee wins that matchup. When Wendell Green is the key to their success in the backcourt, the the Eastern Kentucky transfer, he actually comes off the bench. Uh, Zeb Jasper is the starting, I guess you could call him a point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie Johnson is, is that two guard. And then Alan Flanagan, who is very talented. He's uh, struggling, too. Is also struggling. With his shot, his shot looks broke right now. Uh, he, he's kind of a, a mix between the two and the three. Kind of like a, a Josiah Jordan-James uh, in terms of position. But Wendell Green is is the key to their backcourt success. He does come off the bench, but he plays the third most minutes on the team. And he's averaging 12.5 points and 5.5 and and assists per game. And he has not been playing well of late either. Uh, Bruce Pearl talked yesterday to the media and, yes, he had those quotes about Tennessee that we mentioned earlier in the show, but he also talked about uh, Wendell Green and, and kind of the difference in, in Tennessee's or uh, Auburn's offense now compared to a couple of, of weeks ago. He said, I had talked to Wendell about his play yesterday before the Ole Miss game, and I said, you know, Wendell, I went back and watched Alabama because we put up 100 on Alabama, and I just kind of wanted to see for myself what we were doing better offensively I, and I noticed that Wendell was being Wendell. And so he talked about some things that he did in that game that I felt like he needed to do, and he was able to do them against Ole Miss. Now, is that going to carry over against a great team like Tennessee? 
that's why we're coming to Knoxville. It will be tough. So uh, Bruce Pearl was asked about the guard matchup, and after a little vague comment about it's tough, I would think all the guys are excited and, and ready to play. He immediately uh, started talking about Wendell Green, which if he immediately starts talking about Wendell Green, that, that tells you who is most important to, to Auburn's guard play. And he has not been playing well up until the Ole Miss game. Uh, so hopefully Tennessee's defense can can get him in a funk or back into the funk that he was prior to the Ole Miss game earlier this week because he is the key to, to their success uh, in the backcourt. Yep. He, he, Walker Kessler, Jabari Smith, those those two are their best players. But Wendell Green, like Josiah Jordan James, is the most important player to the team. He he is their glue guy. He He is what makes the offense go. When when Auburn's offense is is playing like the number one team in the country, it's because Wendell Green is is balling. When when he's not balling, they don't look like a, a top five team in the country. Let's hope that we uh get the ladder on Saturday. Let's hope. Let's hope so. Oh uh, man, folks on here on, on Twitter reminiscing about the TSR days. Thanks a lot, Ben. Got, You're welcome. Got Nathan Rutherford over here. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Y'all ain't got no sense. Y'all ain't got no sense. Stokes just texted me. How does Stokes have service right now? Oh, my goodness. We got to give out, give out some baseball tickets tomorrow. Iona, 1 p.m. And if you go into the game, Ben, I think the best advice would be um, you better, you better, you better get you a good parking spot. Yes, tomorrow campus is going to be crazy, crazy, cray cray, busy. Now, uh, just the, a general tip uh, for for Tennessee baseball attendees, even throughout the season, it it applies to to more than just tomorrow. Uh, it applies to today. If if you're going today, they play at four thirty. Uh, against Iona to start its three-game series to play at one on Sunday. Obviously, there will be plenty of home games the rest of the way. A good place to park is, and where I park, is in that um, parking garage that is next to Stokely. I I, I don't know the te- technical name of it. It might be Stokely uh, Parking Garage. I call it the Stokely Parking Garage. It's kind of, it was, I mean, it's kind of new. Yeah, it, it yeah. is new. It's across from the Rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that I park in... And in the bottom of that, and if you want a real, I, I'm I'm a little concerned about giving my secrets away uh, of how to get into Lindsey Nelson and get out with, with relative ease. I, I don't know why you're doing it, man. I would I because I'm a good person. That's debatable. Go I'm ahead. a good person, but go in through the back entrance, underneath the garage. If, if you go in, uh, what what's the road in front of the football complex? Lake Loudon. Yes. If you go on Lake Loudon and you turn in between the football complex and Stokely, mm-hmm. you know that little side road? Yes, make a left. Make a left, and then you're, like, driving right at the practice fields. Mm-hmm. Going that entrance yes. to the garage, you go in through the bottom, you miss all the traffic on the second level where the main entrance to that garage is. You miss all that traffic, and there's usually spots down there at the bottom. And you take one one flight of stairs up, and you're outside right on right on the street where Lindsey Nelson is. Hey man, you blessing people today. I know it's it's what I do, but just the uh, uh, no, Diarval, I do not park by Andy. 
uh, Andy Parks over in G10 with all his homies and and gomies, girl homies. Um, but that's that's where I would that's where I always recommend people to park when when they ask me where's where is parking for Tennessee baseball. It's it's free parking all all around. Uh, for the most part, unless you try to park right behind the stadium, which I don't know why people do that anyways, because I, I don't want my windshield being busted by a home run ball, especially when you have guys like Drew Gilbert and Jordan Beck and Christian Moore and Jarrell Ortega and so on and so forth. So there, there's a little tip. Park across from The Rock in the Stokely garage parking garage if that's the name of it i just refer to it as that because it's it's right next to stokely but that's not where you park though you park on that on that road that is that winds around the baseball field on the backside, goes by the frat houses and right by the football complex there's a little small lot and that's where the that's where the coaches park and josh heifel parks right there that's where you park ben don't even lie yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not walking that far to the baseball stadium. I remember, like, when, when Pruitt staff first got here and that whole side over there at the small lot and the parking places on the road next to the football complex, all the license plates were, like, Alabama. Ugh, that was tough. And that was tough. I, I can deal with the Orlando, Florida license plates. I can deal with that. Well, getting and, the hypo. and here was the other thing that I thought was real funny. I, that I feel like I can share now, which I, I alluded to it one day on the show. I don't know if you'll remember, but we were talking about all the Alabama license plates on campus when, when Pruitt arrived. And one thing that I also pointed out is is that once Pruitt arrived, all the, the cars of the football players changed real quick. There, there, there were a whole lot of Chargers and Challengers. And, and Camaros talking ar- around the complex. Suddenly, there there's nothing but Chargers and Camaros and Challengers around the <laughs> football complex. Almost immediately when uh, <laughs> Jeremy Pruitt took over. I don't know what you're talking about, Ben. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Got to tell these old TSR stories, man. Somebody about to get mad. Keep on sharing it. That means somebody's going to get mad sooner or later. Usually how it happens, right? 865-255-03. Alex says, get there and an hour early, park in the back, park close to the exit. Nick Vall says, that's what I do. My boy's giving out everybody's secrets today. Shaking my head. So Mick Vall's not happy about you being giving out parking, parking secrets. Todd says, Ben, quit giving away all the parking secrets there for Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Keep it a secret. People still won't know what to do. It's no. too easy that people won't know how to figure it out. Uh, Volatile I Fall just called in and said that uh, this weekend, G16, a.k.a. the parking garage that I refer to as Stokely, uh, the, the Tennessee Fund sent out an email and said that uh, today and Sunday you, you do have to pay, and it's parking pass only. So that that's new news to me. Dang. But you know who else, who's going to slide in there like it's not? Me. Yeah. 
Jennifer Morris just 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 hit me up and said the same thing. Oh, so she couldn't text me? No, man. You 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 called her name yesterday. No, she, she called me a name first, and then my phone autocorrected. Mm-mm. What would would you like to to share what it is that she said to me first? I would not like to share. Okay, then. So you sit down and you shut up. <laughs> you shut up. Well, I'll make you shut up. You know what? I'll make you shut up. I turn off your mic. Just like right, right now, some, your mic's off. Some warm milk. All right, who's on the phone? Uh, DR Vaughn. DR Vaughn, good morning. Guys, can y'all imagine that idiot Pruitt trying to parallel park? <laughs> no, he didn't parallel park. He just, he just, he just, it was a spot. He just parked right on in it. He had a white, I think, uh, F-150. Full of McDonald's bags in the back. I never saw any McDonald's bags in the back. Good to see that. Ben, you're setting yourself up for failure. You know it's going to be full of uh, point event listeners. You're going to have to sign autographs, take pictures, kiss babies, all that jazz. Uh, no. People don't care about me. Yeah, that is true. Um, guys, uh, here's my wish list for the wide receivers coach. Not even him being the wide receivers coach. I want Montario Hardesty back so bad I can't straight. Seeing him with Beamer, it, it honestly triggers me. Oh, I know, man. I don't don't get know. your hopes up. Yeah, I don't, I don't. that's that's not uh, that's not gonna happen. I don't think. I know. Uh, well, you don't think it will? Not right now. I don't oh, think it's gonna God. happen right now. Don't y'all love the media trying to just shove Beamer down our throat, acting uh, like he's Nick Saban Jr.? They love him, man. I they don't listen. Him. Why? Why do they love him so much? Because he's he, he's a he's friendly with the media. He he is a, a media savant. He he knows how to play to the media, and media members love coaches who give them the time of day and and joke around and this and that. The real reason, like Greg well, the real reason is is it's it's the progression of. A new coach, like every coach, every new coach gets built up. They they get built up, and then once they prove that they can't do it or they have trouble, then they they get tore down. It's what happens. Look at what's going on with Missouri basketball. Like when Missouri got Conzo and Conzo went out and got um, five star one and done players. Like they was loving up on Conzo. They love Conzo. They built him up, and now you got reporters there for 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 Missouri cussing in articles because they know it's over. Not just cussing, GD in articles yeah. now. So like, it's what we do, man. We build we build you up. The media they'll build you up, and then once you get to the top, they'll tear you down. This is what happened with Tiger Woods. It's what happened with, with Tim Tebow. It's what happened with everybody. Cam Newton. They build you, build you, build you, build you. At a certain point, it's time for you to come on back down so they tear you back down. This is what happens. Kind of like what they did with uh, Greg Schiano when uh, we almost hired him, huh? Who that? The media. You know, Tennessee fans are bad because we didn't want Greg Schiano. Well, I think, that was, I think that was more of a – trying to get after Tennessee fans because Tennessee fans are annoying on social media type of thing. With, with Shane Beamer, it's it's because he'll do every interview. 
He'll he'll talk to the media members behind the scenes, and and that that's what it is. On top of being a, a first year head coach like like Swain just mentioned, but the difference is that like Heupel doesn't care to 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 to, to just endear himself to the media. He he's not a a salesman. That that's what Shane Shane Beamer prides himself on on being. Not saying he's not a a, a good coach, but I mean that's the difference in in media members just drooling over Shane Beamer and, and talking him up to be the next great coach in the SEC and, and this and that. It's because of how he treats the media. That that is that is why that 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 is what determines whether a media member loves a coach or not. Involve Storm. Yeah, I see what you're doing. You ain't slick. DR Vol. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah. Sometimes you can't tell. But DR Vol, you ain't slick. Tennessee fans, not all of them, but some of them was going way over the line when it came to Shiano and the accusations. You and I know that. Yeah. But we also know the media loves to attack. I mean, you're talking about Conzo. They've been building up him up since 2014. They building them now. We know it. Yeah, you can't build them up now. You saw that video of uh, the Missouri fans. I mean, they've had it with them. It's just a born brand of basketball, man. Facts. Yeah. Well, guys, I am praying to God. I'm really a ball leaving, as uh, Facebook likes to say. I I, I feel really good about the game tomorrow night, which honestly makes me nervous every time I feel good about a game. Who are you rooting for, Bruce or Tennessee? I'm always going to Tennessee. And, D.R. Vall, while we've got you on the phone, I want to give you an attaboy. Oh, Lord. it got to be Friday. I want to give D.R. Vall an attaboy. Do you mind if uh, if I share? Nah, go ahead. Uh, D.R. Vall sent me and my wife a, a little gift for uh, Baby Ben when Baby Ben arrives, and it was a pair of, of checkerboard overalls. Uh, he really gifted those. No. There, he didn't go to there, bomb just for you. There's a, a really cool story behind it, and uh, D.R. Vall, if you feel like sharing and want to share, I'll let you share it because I'm, I'm sure it'll, it'll sound better coming from you. I don't know about that. You're the, uh, you're the radio guy, but yeah, so – Last game me and my brother attended, uh, we wore our checkerboard overalls. I know a lot of people make fun of people in those, but, you know, Tennessee was our bond. And my brother passed away about, I don't know, about two months after uh, that game. And ever since then, uh, my good friends, when they have a little one, I try to send them a checkerboard overalls because, you know, my brother died that kind of ended me being able to be an uncle or, you know, to somebody. And I thought, you know, I'm going to pass this forward and like being having a little one they'll get to share that maybe him and uh, his little one have checkboard overalls just something i try to do to continue my brother's memory oh that's cool right there yeah that that's that's the best i read read your little note that that you wrote to me explaining that and it, it you almost got me dr Vol. You, you almost got me so i i really appreciate that my my wife was in love with them um <laughs> of course the, the wife sees every bit of clothing right now and is just obsessed <laughs> with with <laughs> thinking about what the, the baby's going to look like in, in the clothes uh, and, and as is my mom and, and her mom. So we already have an entire wardrobe <laughs> that's going to last us. I, I don't even think my kid's going to be able to wear every single thing that's al- already been bought to, for him, but uh, it, it was greatly appreciated. And on top of the checkerboard overalls, remember the uh, the shirts that D.R. Vall's kids wore to the the dead end signing day. Yeah, with your with your with your face on it. That's right. Dear had some uh, another 
shirt, a long sleeve shirt made for my kid uh, oh, of, cool. of the Jawan Jennings meme that uh, <laughs> D.R. Vall made of, uh, what what it say, D.R. Vall? Uh, it had something to do with that end. Uh, you were, you were uh, looking at him kind of like y'all portray. I look at Bruce Pearl mm-hmm. and uh, had a, something to do with that. I don't remember it now. Yep, but it was like, look at Jawan, the way that Ben looks at dead end oh, breakfast yeah, yeah. or something like that. that. And then that. the other one with like, uh, I had this wild look on my face, like uh, when you see the, the breakfast or, or the food at, at dead end. So I, I was I was laughing at those, and I really appreciate it and means more than you know, my friend. Oh, glad to do it, man. I actually found my daughter's, uh, her first pair of checkerboard overalls. I held on to it. And I'll end with this. Wayne will tell you. That first kid, you're going to get so much crap. You're going to have 30 blankets, and you're going to have things tagged on it on everywhere. So, y'all have a good day, guys. Thank you, man. You too. You too. That's cool, man. Now now the DR Vol gift of the checkerboard overalls can can go inside the wardrobe with uh, the Auburn gear that your in-laws will be giving your son and uh, the Alabama gear that your um, I'm gonna fight you. future um, brother-in-law is going to be giving your son. So I am uh, going to fight you. Uh, DR <laughs> the Colts will be all locked in with SEC football. Uh, that, that's right. It just means more, baby. <laughs> he, he takes pride in the SEC. He, he just wants good things for the SEC. Conference pride. Conference pride, baby. Comfort, conference pride McKee. That's going to be his name. Conference pride. <laughs> pride. Isn't that what Kanye's naming his kids nowadays? Pride. Yeah, I like pride. Let's go with pride. Pride McKee. Pride McKee. Uh, but D.R. Vaughn did say P.S. on his little note and say, don't put that baby in Yankees gear. But D.R. Vaughn, you already know that's about to happen. That so, has definitely happened. Shout out to, to D.R. Vaughn. Uh, really cool uh, tie there with the checkerboard overalls for for he and his family. Mrs. Boris in the Twitter told me that the uh, Vol is a bad dude. He's pretty good. He's pretty he, good. Guy. He he is a a a good dude who has a a different personality on on the interweb. Oh yeah. And also, uh, did did you catch where Dr. Vol said he likes to send things to his closest friends or yeah. really good friends? Yeah, which, well, which well, means that I would. He classified as a really good friend to D.R. Vol. What makes D.R. Vol think that y'all are close friends? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm just glad my plan worked out. I mean, I played him up, acted like we were friends so he could send me some gifts for my kid. Man, that was a, that was I, a, that was a long plan right there, man. A couple, I, I, couple years of pretending like you were D.R. Vol's friends just to get some overalls. That's how great of a schemer I am. I guess so. You wasn't with me when I was shooting in the gym. I was I mean, not. That, that, that's your fault. Hour two. Is brought to you by Action 247. TN Action 247 is Tennessee's only legal sports book. Use the promo code Swain Event for a 100% match on your first deposit up to $800. It is time. Let's give out some baseball tickets. Courtesy of Jennifer Morris with Killer Williams Realty. We'll do that. We come back from our um, bottom of the hour break here. So get ready. Get ready. We got a pair of Tennessee baseball tickets to give out when we come back from break. Stay with us. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. 
Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865 382 7007. 42nd Street. Brand. Strategy. Design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. I know missing the show live is a bummer, but don't fret. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome! Sweat event fueled by Dad and Barbecue. It is time for some baseball tickets. We'll hook you up with some baseball tickets, courtesy of Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty. Give Jennifer Morris a call at 865-257-7897 if you are looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. Give her a drop her an email at Jennifer Morris865 at gmail.com. Again. 
Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty. We have a pair of Saturday game tickets to give out. Tennessee, Iona, 1 p.m. Ben, what we got for trivia today, man? What, what you got, man? Who is the head baseball coach? I'm kidding. Tennessee swept Georgia Southern this past weekend. How many consecutive years has Tennessee now opened up the season with a sweep? Oh, my goodness. Man, we, we, we won't be able to give out these tickets today. That's a tough one right there. I think somebody will get it. Look at that. Look at that phone call. Look at that. That was quick. My goodness. So, first caller with the correct answer, the tickets are yours. Well, the caller hung up as I was picking up. I guess I guess we're going to put them straight on air. So, caller, what, what's your name? You're on air. Sounds like Daytona, maybe. My name's Jim. Or hey, Jim. Sorry, Jim. Jim. Good morning. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Um, by the way, thanks for that uh, basketball event a couple of weeks ago. Grandson loved it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. We were able to pass those tickets forward. We had an anonymous um, – person buy those tickets and then donate them to the swain event and uh glad you're able to go that's 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 yeah. awesome he was the only one there dressed in baseball uniform because he had practice immediately after <laughs> two sports star we love it play all the sports okay so number sweet i would say three years in a row incorrect oh sorry. all right thanks sorry sorry about that jim maybe you can call back and be Bob, try again. <laughs> it disguised your voice. Yeah. And, and my apologies. Everybody who calls in who has loud background noise right off the bat, I just immediately assume that it's Dave Tona. Because when Dave Tona calls in, I can't hear anything. <laughs> where, where are you, man? Where, where are you? You okay? Yeah. Hey, I want I want Jim to win that. One. All right. Well, we've got another one. So, all right. Is that is that Bob? Is this Bob? No, this is Wes. Who's that? Wes. Wes. Yes, sir. Wes. Oh, there we go. There we can hear you. All right. Uh, let me go four. Bingo. Wes with the win. Thank you. Yes, sir. So, um, hold the line, and uh, Ben's gonna get your information, and then uh, I'll reach out to you today and get you hooked up with Jennifer Morris so that way you get those tickets quick as possible because the game is tomorrow at 1 p.m. So we got you taken care of, Wes, man. Thank you so much for, for calling. Hold the line. Uh, Ben's going to get your information, okay? All right, buddy. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Get that, man. I was worried, Ben. I, I thought you threw an alley-oop that was too high to catch and handle, but that was perfect. That was perfect. Nelson from Jackson says, Ben, can I buy your son a Butch Please onesie? I think that would be phenomenal. I think that would be amazing. Downtown Vol says, man, DR Vol got me out here crying in the club right now. Why are you in the club at 832? What club are we talking about? Are you at the country club playing golf or are you at, at the club club? You have like a varsity blues outing where you like you didn't leave the club until the sun came up. What club are you at, downtown ball? Terrell from chat says that boy evil. 
to some people, but he does have a good heart and genuine as they come. Nice gifting. I'm talking about DR Vol. DR Vol is the player that you hate when he plays for another team. But man, he's on your team. You love him. Like DR Vol on your social media team or your 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 a fan of your team on social media, perfect. But DFL, imagine if he was like an Alabama Auburn fan, Kentucky fan. Oh my God, he'd be so annoying. He'd be so annoying. He's a Tennessee fan. So it's okay. It's okay. To answer four, what was the question again, man? How many years in a row has Tennessee opened up the season with a sweep? Four is the answer. And they're outscoring opponents 106 to 16 during those sweeps. I had a broom in here. I don't have any more. You know, I was trying to clean up. Sweet. You need one. Lock I mean, back you got my whole area cluttered. Yeah, my, this is my daughter's drawing right here. She may have left it for me, so let me wash my mouth. I think it's for me. Amazing, amazing, amazing. You are you the best. It might be for you. That's a picture of a baseball field right there. You see that? It, it might be for me. They, they've been uh, leaving me things lately. I've, uh, I've got my stash over here. It says, you earned a gift. <laughs> I think that's fine. See, they, they drew me this beautiful thing. It says Sam on it. Oh. Sam. I guess that's you, man. I'm not Sam. Man, I don't know. What, uh, who, who is your, your youngest date and that's named Sam? I don't know. Some little punk at school. Wait, wait till I get up in that kindergarten class. I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to shut it down. Sway's going to walk into the lunchroom today. Oh, I like that that one gif. <laughs> Do with the glasses and yeah. shades. Yeah. Who is Sam? <laughs> Point him out. Where is he at? No, I'm going to my kids' lunch today, man. Let's see what the Sam fella talking about. It ain't happening. I'm shutting that down. I imagine downtown Vol is at the strip club breakfast buffet. That's what I was thinking. Honestly, I was thinking that Vol fan, no, excuse me, I was thinking downtown Vol was really Rodney Nostell and he was leaving Magic City. <laughs> Jamel from chat says, that jacket, my dude, sheesh. I don't know if that's good or bad. Quit hyping him up. Jermaine, I don't know if you're talking about the jacket being good or bad when he says sheesh. It's a good thing. Let me look at myself in the video. Oh, yeah, your boy do look good now. Not as good as my college World Series shirt. Oh, man. That's pretty cool, too. That's pretty cool, too. I bet you don't even remember getting it. I do, because I got it before the game. No, that's probably why. I remember everything that happened. Yeah, sure. In Omaha. 865 I did morning radio the whole time I was there, and I was an hour behind. I did radio from six to nine all week while I was there. You don't remember, uh, especially the night you went out with. Uh, oh, I remember. <laughs> Courts and Vol says Beamer fist pump to South Carolina getting drugged by us thirty eight to seven in the first half because of a dang successful fake punt. I mean, come on, what a loser! <laughs> like in Shane Beamer's defense, he's trying to make sure his players didn't give up. That that was what he was doing. Okay, enough Shane Beamer talk. You want to hear a fun stat? Yes. According to my friend, Evan Maya, 
How you how you how you say that's your friend? You can't even pronounce the name right. <laughs> uh, well, because he, he's kind of my friend, but he's not my friend. Oh, okay. He, he's this new uh, college basketball analytics site. Okay. Uh, and like we have Kim Palm. Yes. He's Kevin Maya. M I Y A. He's your friend. Like. Maybe he's Evan Mia. I don't know. M I Y A. I mean, he we DM all the time. Won't you? Ask your friend, hey, man. Because uh, I don't care that much. How you say your name? But see, it's, just friend. It's, it's Evan Maya. I know that for a fact. But his, his last name is Maya Kawa, I think. Awesome. What do you say? But uh, he, he released some new player ratings. Josiah Jordan James? Uh, is the 31st most important player in the country. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, uh, Coburn? Chet Holmgren. Uh, got you. Freshman from Gonzaga. Top 10 real quick. Chet Holmgren. Drew Timmy. Azulis Tubulis from Arizona. Yeah. Dalen Terry from Arizona. Zach Eady from Purdue. Oscar Shibway from Kentucky. Paulo Bonquero from Duke. Kofi Coburn from Illinois. Andrew Nimhard from Gonzaga. And <gasps> Ty Ty 10th. Guess who's 12th, though? Vescovy. Kennedy Chandler. <laughs> Chef Chandler. I just, I can't in believe. The, in the kitchen with the pot. Cooking like Steph Curry with the shot. That's right. Uh, that shot is better. Um, I just don't understand how Josiah Jordan James can be 31st in somebody's player rankings in the entire country, yet we have fans who want to bench him. <laughs> for And here's the, the real kicker. So, so for younger players to develop. What younger players? <laughs> Jemai Meshack? You can develop without playing. In practice, that's when you develop. That's that's what Jonas Adu did. You think Jonas one day woke up was like, okay, I'm ready to play. No, you develop in practice. You don't develop in the games. You develop in practice. People just, act like that's the only place you can develop is in the game. No, you earn game Bennett's by what you do in practice, by developing. Oh, man, I love this. I love this job. I love this job. It's so funny. So fun. So fun. Let's get back to the phones. 865-255-03. Got courts involved. Courts involved. Good morning, man. Where you been? Man, I started a new job, and I can't get on the phone with you guys like I want to. Oh, you, you could if you really wanted to. I guess that's a pretty good excuse. No, don't don't excuse him. If he wanted to call us, he could find a way. It's a good reason. Of course, no. Paul. Don't listen to Ben. Ben's going to have you out here unemployed. That's, that's okay. I'll he can sneak into the bathroom for two minutes. <laughs> no, you don't want me doing that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. You don't, need, you don't need farting noises on the on the air. I didn't say call us while you were doing the business. Yeah, that's... that's... <laughs> oh, man. Where, where are you going to be tomorrow, Ben? I'm going to chop it up with you tomorrow. I'm trying not to slap you. I'll be in Knoxville. He won't be oh. in the in the secret parking garage. Oh. He won't be in the secret parking garage. That's... I'll uh I'll have to get you in touch with my entourage who has my itinerary for tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be in the media I section, see. the same uh, place I always am. Uh is that roped off? Can I get to you? <laughs> uh the media section the media section is not roped off. 
But my section is roped off. You can't get to me. You you have to get to my two security guards, uh, Dr. Vol and Volstorm. You have to get to those two who are my security guards. Oh, they'll let people pass. My peasants. Um, and (laughs) we we may we may work something out. Are we talking (laughs) baseball or the basketball game? Nah, we're talking about the basketball game. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna make sure my arm's good and warmed up so I can I can toss that ten dollar. Soda right at you. <laughs> Please. I have my camera phone ready. <laughs> my battery will be at 26%. Oh, gosh. Hey, uh, I am really looking forward to tomorrow's game. It'll be, uh, I, f- I feel like CBA is going to be rocking and rolling. But uh, I have missed, t- missed talking to you guys. I'm going to tr- try to listen in a little bit more and call in a little bit more and give you guys a hard time. Ben knows I like to give him a hard time on the message board. But I'll, uh, I'll hang out and listen to y'all. Have a good one. Thank you, man. There's, you there's a reason that uh, Courts and Vol never gets a response on the message board, too. Don't be ignoring Courts and Vol, man. He trying, he trying to hang out and chop it up with you. You talking about where you, where you going to be? You, you talking about, uh, oh, I'll be in Knoxville. Yeah, he trying to hang out with you, man. I don't want to hang out with him. I don't I don't hang out with peasants. Uh, speaking of peasants, Ken, what are you talking about? Obviously, Ken hates Josiah Jordan James. And, uh, JJJ is the 31st most important player in the country. Question mark, question mark, question mark. And then put six laughing emojis. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. JJJ, aside from communicating on defense, does what exactly? And this is where you got yourself, Ken. You got yourself. Yeah, this is where you, you got You up. said, does what exactly? And then listed two two things that he does. Yeah, you, you, you messed up. Ken. You said he's a good rebounder, a, a good defense, which I mean – I assume that you meant to say a good defender and an absolutely horrible offensive player. Don't ever bring up the dude that put out those rankings. That's ridiculous. No, what's ridiculous is saying, what does Josiah do? And then listing what Josiah does well. (laughs) Oh, man. Look, and we said this earlier in the show, Ken. I I don't know if you uh, heard earlier in the show, but I said that Josiah is not a good shooter. Like, he's not. His numbers say that he's not. I don't understand how he is not a good shooter. His form looks good. I don't get it. But his numbers, at this point in his career, they are what they are. You are what your numbers say you are when it comes to shooting the basketball. But that doesn't mean he's a bad offensive player. He still does good things on the offensive end. I wish he would quit settling for open threes and would drive to the basket and and use his body more because he is big, he is physical, he is athletic enough to, to where he can really use his his body to manipulate a defender and, and really do some damage at the rim. I wish he would do that more, and then he would be a really efficient offensive player. But there are things that he does well on the offensive end, and he is a great passer. He is a great rebounder, which applies to the offensive end and the defensive end. He's a great defender. Like, he does a lot of things really good. He, he does a lot of things really well outside of shooting. There There isn't something that he struggles with outside of shooting, which to me, you're a good basketball player in my book, if, if that's the case. <laughs> Volstone says that Corrigan Vall is on the list. No, he's been banned. Volstone makes the rules. He's a security he's guard. He's my security guard. I'm his matter. boss. It don't matter. He makes the rules. Seth says, sort his rankings by defense, Ben. JJJ is way up there. 
Rodney says, dude, I'm going to call you after the show. Why can't you call during the show, yeah, Rodney? Call during the show, man. Hmm? 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 Rodney sounds like he's busy right now at the uh, Magic City Breakfast. At the hotel, motel. Do they do they sort the uh, stats by defense? Uh, yes. That's uh, your I friend. S- I saw a, a screenshot. Here's my friend. How dare you? I want to see his stats by by defense the way he ranks. Like I remember when um, E Pons was here, and E Pons was a great defender as far as blocking shots. He can he can. Um, Guard, basically one through five. And I remember seeing this type of salt towards E. Pons, who honestly wasn't as good as, as Josiah overall, like where Josiah is right now. Like, E. Pons was the best shot blocker arguably in the country, but, like, Josiah does more things for this basketball team. More things. And just because he's not shooting the, the lights out of the ball, he's doing everything else extremely well. He's extremely versatile. He can guard point guards. And then you can put him on someone who is 6'8 in the post, and he holds his own. He consistently is one of Tennessee's best rebounders. That's, that's, that's good. Okay, here, here's his, his defensive player rating. Kennedy Chandler has the second best defensive player rating in the country. That must, uh, that must be a that must be a, that must be a um, the right part of the. Well, I don't stats. understand how we I, like that. We agree with that, so that must be right. Well, I, I don't think people agree with that either because for months I was told that Kennedy Chandler wasn't a good basketball player and doesn't need to go to go to the NBA after this year. Yeah, I was told that uh, Zakai was better, but which I, again, as I said a couple of weeks ago, why? argue with one another about who's better. Just appreciate that that you have Kennedy Chandler and Zakai Ziegler at the same time, but that's a different conversation. So Kennedy's second in the country, according to Evan Maya's metrics. Uh, Josiah Jordan-James is third, fourth, fifth, sixth in the country in defensive player rating. Hmm. Sounds pretty good. Yep, with a 30.6. That sounds pretty good. That's real good. All right, who's on the phone? I don't know. I didn't answer the phone because I was talking. All right, so let's uh, let's find out. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Ah, that sounds like Dave Tona. It is. Good morning, Dave Tona. Uh, I just got a real simple question. Yes, sir. I don't know how to go about doing this. I guess I, you're going to tell me to Google it, Ben, but uh, is there a baseball tv schedule uh yes kind of um it if you go under i mean are are you asking for a specific game because i can give you a specific game but if if you just want to have something bookmarked to keep track of it throughout the season uh the the tennessee baseball schedule on utsports.com tells you uh what channel uh the game's going to be on or how to watch it okay what do you know when the first available game is uh the first available game well they're, they're all available if if you log into your cable provider on watch espn and and you can watch them online so technically they're all available 
but the one that's going to be the first one that's going to be definitively on TV isn't until March 19th when Tennessee plays South Carolina. It'll be on the SEC network. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you very much. And how about that pitcher, man? He was bringing some heat. He was. He was. He was pumping in gas. And uh, I did not mention this on the show yesterday, but there is an organization out there that that tracks pitch speeds and and whatnot, and and they put out. Uh, of all the pitches thrown last year in Major League Baseball during the regular season, during the postseason, that's 726,000 pitches thrown. The the fastest was 103.4. So Ben Joyce touching 104.1 on Tennessee's official radar gun behind home plate was faster against UNC Asheville than any pitch thrown in Major League Baseball all of last season. Yeah. Hey, I just hope they use that kid smart. Don't burn out that flame. They will. He's coming back from Tommy John. They're, they're being smart with him. I mean, that was really the first time he's thrown all he's year. Coming back from Tommy John and he's throwing that. Well, I mean, he's 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 removed. Uh, se- se- he's a year and a half removed from Tommy John. He oh, okay. he had Tommy John in October of 2020. Okay. All right. So, guys, and, y'all have a have all a good right. day, Dave Tona. And with today's medicine, like guys are coming back from Tommy John better, better than ever. They're they're better when they do come back from from Tommy John. And and you listen to Tony Vitello talk, and and he's adamant about being careful with with guys who are injured. Like right now with Blake Tidwell, they're being overly cautious because they they don't want to ruin his future. So they're they're going to be smart in in anything and everything that they do. And and the dude is a specimen. Not not only is he throwing. 104 but he's 6'5 225 like the, the kid is a is built he, he is a freak so you mean like when you say that uh Vitello doesn't want to you know ruin the kids future by burning him out you kind of talking about like you know the Arkansas coach did to their best pitcher last year yeah like that oh okay like you I will be surprised if you ever see Ben Joyce throw more than an inning at a time. Like, he's not going to be Sean Hunley and come in for two or three innings. If if Tony Vitello and Frank Anderson were doing that, then okay, there, there's a red flag there, and, and you're probably doing something that you shouldn't. Maybe around postseason, they'll be willing to do that. But by that time in the year, A, the season's almost over. B, like Ben Joyce has worked up enough to the point to where his body and arm will be able to handle that but he, he's not gonna be pitching two to three innings at a time anytime soon at least i would be stunned if he did uh the the most i mean he he if he comes in to, to start the seventh inning and pitches through the seventh inning he might come back out for the eighth and, and pitch to a batter or two that's that's the most that that they'll push him uh but he's not gonna be like camden school camden Sewell, uh redmond walsh sean hunley kirby connell like he he's not a multiple innings guy. He he's a a one inning guy, and, and he's out of there. He's, he's here to give you that gas and get. I I still can't believe Tony Vitello deployed a a pitcher against UNC Asheville in the fifth inning when the game was already like thirteen to nothing. That was throwing one hundred four point one on on the gun. Like the dude literally threw a a pitch faster than any pitch thrown in Major League Baseball last season, and Tony Vitello is throwing him against little old UNC Asheville on a Wednesday afternoon at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. 
Like, that should be illegal. It, it should be written in college baseball rule book that <laughs> you're not allowed to do it. And if you do, you have to start the game down like five to nothing. <laughs> so was 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 the was the coach at uh, Georgia Southern was he in his feelings about it? Well, it was UNC Asheville? That's, but that's, uh, I said Georgia Southern for yeah Asheville. Well, they they play so many games a week. I mean, they played Tennessee Tech this week, and I can barely remember anything from that game. Um, uh, Tony said that uh, he kind of joked with them <laughs> after the game when they were shaking hands. Like, really, you had to throw that blankety blank? Really, <laughs> the game's over, and you're throwing him? Why are you bringing him into pitch? World Series. We got World but, Series on our mind. We ain't got time people's feelings. No, I mean, that that's truly what it is. I mean, they need to get Ben Joyce worked up to, to be ready to go by this time next month when, when SEC play starts. He's he's never thrown more than 20 innings in a spring in college. He, he signed with Walter State out of, out of high school, out of Farragut, and he pitched 20.2 innings, I think it was, that, that year at Walter State in – 2020 or 2019? No, it's 2020 season that got canceled. He he pitched 20 innings then, and then he signed with Tennessee. And then in the October of 2020, when he first got to Tennessee, that's when he suffered the injury, had surgery that month, so didn't pitch all of last year. Was was rehabbing, and uh, and so he he threw two pitches against Georgia Southern. That's all he did against Georgia Southern, and then he threw the one inning against UNC Asheville. On Wednesday, so he's barely thrown. So they need to. That's why he pitched against UNC Asheville because he needs to work. He needs the reps. He's got to build his arm up to be ready to go by SEC play. So that that's why he's being thrown against UNC Asheville. If if he had never gotten hurt and had been pitching quite often throughout his career, he would not be pitching against UNC Asheville. But they they just got to find him work. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Hour three is around the corner. Stay with us. Be right back. 